0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And on today's episode, we have something very different, different than I have ever done in the past. So I consider this kind of experiential, (laughs) but I hope that you enjoy it. So what happened was this morning, I had a class with the people who are part of the eight quality Course that started about a week ago. Um, It's a three-week class and we have scheduled meetings, but we had an additional bonus class today where we were focusing on how to do rose readings. So if you are anyone who ever did my intuitive mastery class, this is something that you would be familiar with, but The reason I wanted to include it as a bonus for us in this class is because there's a lot of focus on being in relationship to our intuitive insights as we journey throughout this year. So anyway, if you've ever taken any class with me, you know that we tend to have discussions and other topics that may come up that relate to the class, but weren't necessarily scheduled as part of the discussion And that's what happened this morning. So before we got into the Rose readings themselves and me explaining how to perform them and talking about the purpose and the energy and all of these things, there were some other topics that came up on the table. And I have to say, this is why I love, I absolutely love teaching. I absolutely love Um, sharing and connecting with people in the alchemy circle because a lot of what is shared in those spaces also is dependent on who shows up and energies and informations will flow through based on who is present. So there's that. But anyway, once our conversation was done today and class was over, I realized that a lot of what we discussed may be beneficial and helpful for other people that are just doing this work and on these paths. And because it wasn't part of the class content per se, I figured it would be okay to share with all of you. Now, of course, I want to protect, you know, what was shared by the participants and, um, I don't share any of what they said or the questions that they asked. So what you will hear is what came up, um, what I shared in response to what it is that they may have asked or just what came up naturally through the nature of our discussion before getting into our guided exercise. So that's what you will hear today. And I wanted to kind of set it up for you so you understand there may be parts where there are transitions, where you're like, wait, what just happened? It's because I had to edit and take out, again, what it is that they were saying. And I had to um, edit and take out the part where we did the rose readings and all of that. So you will get the gist. But what it is that I hope you really take away from this is having some consideration around your relationship to making decisions. And what it does to us energetically when we are in in indecision and how we are constantly presented with choice throughout every single day. But we talk about this from an energetic lens, again, what the effects of that may be, and also how to become more confident in our decision-making. So There's quite a bit, again, I think that will support us all very generally. And if nothing else, it may bring you to your own curiosities, insights, reflections. That's always what I am hoping. But this is all pointing to um, our self-empowerment. And we even talk about where we may unconsciously try to take other people outside of their own self-empowerment. So there is quite a bit that we discussed and um, honoring and respecting not only our own paths and our own journeys, but also respecting those of others as well. So there's quite a bit. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, Today is actually Tuesday, and it's about 20 minutes away from going into the Reiki roundtable. So I just wanted to let you know as well, if you are on my newsletter, you got the email reminder. But for all of you, I host Reiki Radio Roundtables every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, which is 7 p.m. Eastern. And it's just a space where we can gather as community. You can talk to me about Reiki, about your path. If you want to discuss anything that has come up on any of the podcasts, anything at all, it is a free forum for us to just come together and reflect and learn and grow and share Now these discussions are not recorded, so if you want to attend the roundtables, you have to come live. If you are on my newsletter, there will be times where I send out reminders so that you can easily access the Zoom link. However, if you download my app, go to the Apple App Store or Google Play for Androids, download the Energetic Alchemist app, and you will find the Zoom link there. Now to register for the app is free. You just sign in, create a profile use your email address and you will have access to all kinds of free content including the ability to join me for the reiki radio roundtables every week but you'll also have the ability to watch um, any of the interviews for reiki radio that are recorded and um, accessible through video not all of them are but most of them are you can watch those through the app I started sharing videos of my favorite books and oracle and tarot decks that have supported me on my path. I will share some more. Um, There are also some guided journeys and access to free classes and other free events. So definitely you want to download the app. And if you want to do the membership on the app, you get access to even more content, including some free classes and daily oracle readings and all, all kinds of things. Just go over there and download it, get it done. Um, but I hope to see you all in the Reiki Radio Roundtables. Would love to know what is going on for you in your practice um, just to have discussions around Reiki. Let's go deeper in it um, as a community. Speaking of that, on January 31st, I am hosting again the Pulse of Reiki class, which is designed for Reiki Level 2 and 3 practitioners. So if you are Reiki Level 2 or Reiki Master, you're welcome to join this class. Now, when you read the outline of the class, you may think like, oh, these are topics that I've learned, but we go into it in more depth and in the last round, the people who participated said that the way that we explored all of these concepts really helped them feel more connected to their practice, have a greater understanding around the different elements and teachings within the system of Reiki. It was incredible. So um, I do welcome you to join. That is also a three-week class. We meet twice a week over a three-week period. And if you can't attend live, you can always watch the recordings. So um, Pulse of Reiki starts on January 31st. Go ahead and register if you haven't already. Go to my website, TheEnergeticAlchemist.com. And while you're there, get some merch. There are some really cool things. There are hoodies and t-shirts. Some have my logo. Some are um, very related to Reiki radio, but there are some that were designed just for Reiki practitioners and teachers in mind. So check it out. You'll see what I mean. There are mugs and, um, just all kinds of things, just a lot of fun. So I see that orders have come in. Be sure to tag me on social media so I can see you wearing your merch. Okay. So that is it for now, my loves. Um, Just so you know as well, I have done a few solo casts (laughs) at this start of the new year, but there are more interviews that are coming. In fact, some that I am very excited about, but I do want to share with you um, anything that comes up that I just think will support you on your path, even if that means me showing up alone. So we'll have a blend of that as we move forward, okay? I hope you are having a gorgeous week. Don't forget that the sun moves into Aquarius On Saturday. So happy birthday one more time to all the beautiful Capricorns out there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you on the other side. So glad to see you guys this morning. What we're going to do today is we are going to work some more with intuition because it is a big part of this work and what will really support us in navigating this year. In fact, on the app I did the dailies which are readings every day based on collective energy. And I think it was yesterday or the day before the sun was sextile neptune which is very much about helping us to attune to our psychic energies. And there's this energy, this essence that's really heightening us being in connection with our intuitive or psychic nature. But then today, there is a square between the moon and Mercury. So there's this tension between our emotions and our mind, our emotions and logic. And so again, one of the ways to really support us in what could be conflicting is tuning into the intuitive mind to expand into a higher view, higher understanding, and look at it from a different angle if we encounter that, right? So our intuitive mind is going to support us in many ways, but I wanted to check in with you all just with what we have been practicing and talking about. Has anything, does anything stand out to you in terms of how your intuition may support you in reclaiming or standing more firmly in your personal empowerment, your own self empowerment? How might it play a role? When you think about it, reflect on how many times in life we're in cycles where we doubt ourselves, especially around decision-making and which way I'm going to go on my path. And is this the right time to do this thing? We have so much fear around being wrong and the consequence of what we may decide could potentially be wrong. Whereas our intuitive nature, once we become in relationship to it, even if we make a choice where we felt intuitively guided and we trust it, even if the result isn't necessarily what we wanted, we still then even have this trusting of there's a reason behind this, right? So it it helps to alleviate a lot of that fear and frustration and tension around even deciding for ourselves. We often talk about our discernment, yeah? And so sometimes we can move freely into what we feel is the intuitive and just be like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, or this is what my guide said. And we don't at all insert any of our own discernment or don't bring in any of our own analytical or logic. And then that can also sometimes be a little problematic as well. So it is important that we see where that dance between the analytical and the intuitive. There's a beautiful partnership there. There's a beautiful relationship there. Let me do as much clarifying as I can in the real world, so to speak. And then from there, let me also be in relationship with the aspects of this that I may not be seeing or I may translate in the wrong way, or I may decide out of my fear, my doubt, my worry, right? So you had this beautiful union between that dance of the two. My discernment really comes in and how I filter my choice was based on both the analytical and the intuitive and that surrender and the allowance, right? And no matter how long the process took, because we're usually the ones that put a timer on ourselves as if we have to hurry up we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make a decision in a certain time frame and sometimes there is a time frame but in general you did what was necessary for you so that you could feel a sense of peace with whatever it was you determined and again that is very empowering the other thing is the movement that comes in decision so also keep in mind, as we journey throughout this year, a lot of times we get into those spaces of frustration, of stuckness, of overwhelm, of stressing out because we're so congested with indecision. We're so congested in the fear of the unknown and energy needs to move. No matter what, under any circumstance, energy needs to move. So the the ability for the mind to be clear and free and move is necessary for our well-being. The need for our emotions to be able to be acknowledged, to move, to be processed, is necessary for our overall well-being. But also throw in there, the allowance of ourselves to take action, to make choice, to make decision, is also part of the flowing of our being, right? So in all of this, when we are presented with choices and decisions, also feel into where there may be stuckness. feed Feel into what potentially is causing any disturbance to your flow. Is it the mind? Is it the emotion? Where is there something that needs to be balanced? And what is required to support you in that? Is it the questioning? Is it the going into a meditation and saying, help me see? Is it the tarot that says, hey girl, these are your blind spots. This is the energy you're working with today. Whatever it is, what overall supports you in maintaining the freedom of flow? What will support you in maintaining the spaciousness to be in a state of okay? Again, she made a decision. She came to a state of freedom in that decision. Who knows what was going to happen on the other side of it, but she was at peace And so this comes to us again and again throughout our lives. And sometimes you make decisions and whatever things start to move and unfold and all the things. And then you make a decision 500 times a day. Now, imagine if you are in fear, in doubt, questioning every decision. Do you know how many potential blocks you're creating throughout just one single day? Even just something as little as, oh, should I add honey to my tea? I don't know if I should add honey. Is that going to be too much sugar for me today? We create so much noise and so much disruption in our flow simply when it comes down to deciding from the smallest thing to the biggest things. Where does my indecision interrupt my clear channel? And how does that relationship to, again, my intuitive, and my intellectual, how can they be in partnership to support me in maintaining harmonious flow and balance? Where do my feminine and masculine need to be in relationship? And am I in communication with both? Yeah? that will put you in situations where you have to <laughs> be in relationship with your intuition. How are we going to work through this thing? And the beauty is even the yes is a choice, right? It's a clear choice. If you already decide I'm going to say yes, even though there may be like sparks of fear that come up around the unknown or like, oh shit, now I have to figure this out. It's still your choice. And it's like the ownership of whatever it is we are choosing but also simultaneously making sure that we're open enough to the potential consequence and experience. Because the truth of the matter is, no matter which way you go, whether you say yes or no, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. If you get an opportunity and you say no, you can then worry on the other side of what the potential may have been. What could it have been? What may it have looked at? What did I possibly miss out on? Oh my God, did I do the right thing? Right. And if you say yes, and then all of a sudden you're going to encounter, you know, different things within that experience that may or may not be familiar, that may or may not put you outside of your comfort zone. But if you keep saying yes even in the aftermath, then again, how do you potentially stretch and grow? Are you okay with the unknown? consequence and just open to the idea of exploration no matter what decision we make whether it is the yes or the no the bigger picture for us in general is can i be okay with the potential consequence and experience of any decision that i make am i open to am i okay with can i accept the potential of my choice whether it's go right or go left Can I accept that everything isn't going to look like what I want it to look like, but can I also accept the potential that I'm gonna learn through this? I might grow through this. I may learn something about me. I may learn something about something else. Who knows? But in any decision, where am I setting myself up for stuckness? And where do I set myself up to continue my flow? Even in that, yes, does feel more expansive, but there will be times where a hard no is what will keep you in your flow. Right? <laughs> there are some times where I know that will cause disruption. We are not. You could keep that, buddy, right? But it is really consider whatever decision I'm making in the truth of my soul, what is going to keep me in the flow and forward movement. Even if it means I have to go over a couple of hurdles, even if it means there may be discomfort, no matter what it means, what potentially keeps me in progression? What will support my expansion? What stands out to is another thing that tends to cause so much disturbance is accepting the choice of others. That others have the right to their decision, whether we agree with it or not. That is a huge one that causes so much disturbance. For a lot of us and on our path, especially depending on who it is, but even with strangers, think of how many times you look at the news and you may get so disgruntled and disturbed around someone's way of being, the way that they think, their politics, their choices, their whatever, their personality. And you're like, I would never do that. I would not. I would not think that way. I would. I, I, I. Whoa. (laughs) Oh God, back it on up everybody has their uniqueness and expression everybody's soul came here to learn to grow to evolve everyone didn't come here to be you right that's what it boils down to yeah and a lot of times we really have to look at and accept where am i trying to make someone mirror my decision my level of comfort how is it what does that even say what does that even mean That I want someone to make or do or live in such a way that doesn't cause me discomfort. Now flip it. What if someone was trying to make you live to align with their level of comfort? How may that stunt your growth? How may that inhibit your expression? How may that make you feel so forced outside of your authenticity? And what would that do to you soul level? what would that make you feel like? You know what I mean? You would feel trapped in your own body and mind. You would feel imprisoned by, and we all have to some degree at some point in life, whether we felt trapped or imprisoned or projected on by parents, partners, friends, peers, whatever it may be, society, right? And of course, we all need some structure and we all have agreements with certain laws and things that we may abide by. Okay, it's fine, you know, but especially when it really comes down to it, how much can we free ourselves from being attached to even the choices and the decisions of others? Especially when they don't really impact us. Now it's different, say you're making a decision with your partner. Your partner is making a decision that really will impact your life as well. Of course, there's conversation that needs to be had. Of course, there's compromise, agreement. You know, figuring out there's a co-creation um, that happens in that. But if they're making a decision just for them, if your friend is making a decision just for them, where do you potentially pose objection just because it doesn't align with you, right? And these are the things again that we have to be honest about in our function, because those things can also cause disturbance. You could lose sleep over what Betty might or may not do. You could lose sleep over the fact that, you know, your friend is staying in that relationship and you just don't agree and you don't know why. Why? Why are you losing sleep over someone else's choice of flow, choice of experience? Yeah. So we have to look at it's not just always our own, but there is the potential that we are often allowing disturbance and imbalance within our own system because we want a hand in what everyone else is doing as well. Where's the attachment? Where can we let go? Where can we be in our freedom? And even if people that we love are hurt by their own decisions, it was still their decision. It was still their choice. It was still there, you know, and it's, it's an interesting thing when you think about how much accountability we take on for the choice of others. But again, they're in their freedom too. And especially when we consider the essence of what it means to be self-empowered, to be in our own clarity, to stand in our own truth, our own choice, our own this, how could you rob anyone else of that? Don't you think they should be able to be empowered by their own decision too? Even if we don't understand it, that can be really, really hard. But I can tell you, because it reminds me of my relationship with my mom, that was one of the things that has been most healing to my relationship with her. Accepting her as a human, as a soul on her own path, and the decisions that she makes, I just chalk it up to, they're hers. I had to come to that space because otherwise I'd be worried. I'd be nervous. I'd be upset. Like, what's she doing? Oh my God. No, she's living her best life her way. And when it comes to an end, she did it her way. You know what I mean? That's all I can think or say or feel. She did it her way. Good for her. High five up top, right? That is another thing that causes a lot of disturbance in our flow. When we... We sometimes just think it's about our influence on ourselves. What choice am I making for me? What am I doing for me? And you're thinking about five different people in your life and what they're doing every day. (laughs) And that also causes congestion. However, with the Rose readings, the reason I wanted to revisit it again is because it is a neutralizing way that we can look at the energy of situations We can also look at the energies surrounding ourselves, our alignment to a path or to a situation or to a thing, but we can also use it like with clients and these types of things. Sometimes you will be in situations where people want to understand the energy that is surrounding them. But again, even if you hold space to help someone illuminate and see their blind spots, it still isn't for you to make their choice. Just like the oracle cards, they illuminate for you the energies that are surrounding you and the potential of what you may encounter, but the cards still leave you at the end of it all to make your own choice. And the beauty is, remember, you don't want to go to the cards, say, or you don't want to go to anything really, even another person for a hard yes or no. Why do you want to give your decision away? No. You don't want to go to the friend, like, just tell me what to do. Why? That's, that's crazy. You're asking for a decision based on someone else's feeling, based on someone else's history, based on someone else's perceptions. No, inform yourself. See what kind of energy you're working with. Understand the potential around what you're holding on to, which may include your triggers, which may include your resistance, which may include... Understanding what is actually in the highest and best for you. But in the end, the choice is yours. In the end, the choice is theirs. One of the most simple things is that people are going to do what they're going to do anyway. Right? So there could be someone in your life and they say, I'm going to do this. And you say no. And you give them all the reasons why you, you think it's a terrible idea and why it's uncomfortable for you and why you may have fears around it. And they're like, yeah, great good for you. I'm doing it anyway. And then you're stressed out. You're in a ball. And meanwhile, again, they're living their best life. They're doing the thing that they feel called to do. And again, like we talked about a moment ago, there's going to be consequence and experience, no matter if we say yes or no, same for them. There's going to be consequence for them, whether they say yes or no. And so even for example, relationships come up, I think, cause we all have had them again, like the friend that may be in a, What you consider an abusive or just a relationship that's no good and they choose to stay and you're losing sleep over why and I can't deal with her calling me every day stressed out but you don't know what she's learning every day about herself you don't know how far she has to be pushed or how much has to rub against her for her to really have a deep level of understanding around her own self-empowerment around her own trust of herself And her just taking your word for it and her just going with your choice takes away her empowerment. She didn't trust herself. She didn't learn the lesson. She didn't fully understand why she was attached anyway, because she didn't go through enough of it to come to that understanding. You from the outside, easy to see and understand, but you also don't have emotional entanglement. Maybe there's something in there that she has to recognize about why she attaches emotionally to this, right? So again, a lot of times we don't understand people's process of learning whatever their soul's lessons may be. And we have to really understand that even if that person took your word for it and said, okay, I'm leaving Bob, then they go get John and John is Bob in another body because she didn't learn the lesson. She didn't go enough to the edge to say, I am never effing with a Bob again. Right? So now you're mad at her about John. Why? You didn't let her go through the first thing in the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it and again, it's kind of like, can we love anyway? Can we love people anyway in their authenticity, in their choice, in their whatever? Can we love them anyway? And also, can we love ourselves anyway? For when we make the decisions that we look back and we go, shit, that was wrong. Instead of beating ourselves up, can't we have compassion for why we chose what we did when we did? Maybe we were in fear. Maybe we were dancing in blind spots. Who knows? Can we love ourselves anyway? Can we love them anyway? And can we love life anyway for its imperfections and for the gifts of the lessons? It's coming to mind. A lot of times when we have this rigidness, this hardness with it, come into relationship with Saturn, study Saturn, study the qualities and the essence of Saturn and where the lessons are really a gift rather than like, oh God, what an asshole Saturn. Why are you making me go through that? Why? Isn't it helping you grow? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like sit back, watch a movie of popcorn, like, wow, I don't know what they're going to do here, but I hope they do a good job. And if they make a decision that causes them some suffering, remember, it wasn't on you. It was the choice of their soul. Again, sometimes we hold ourselves too accountable to the choice and the expressions of others. Like, where did what? Why? Again, how would you feel if somebody did that to you? And we've all probably had someone in our life who was a bossy pants, who wanted to tell us what to do, what we shouldn't do, wanted to project their fears or doubts and worries on us. And it made us feel like, shit, like, what is wrong with you? But we do it. Where does it stop? Right? And part of the thing is, as we can be less attached to what others may do, we also can have more compassion and softness around our own decisions coming out of that fear but then we also don't take it so personally when others project their stuff on us because we understand where it's coming from. And we're just like, yeah, I see that you're afraid. That's great. Have fun over there. I'm going my way anyway, right? So it helps us to loosen up a bit, full circle from all the angles. You're still gonna have those moments of like, are you effing kidding me? It's okay. Acknowledge that. are you effing kidding me? And then follow it up with, may their soul learn whatever's in the highest and best for them. I'm going to eat some. So one, what we can all do is be a mirror, but don't try to control. It doesn't mean that we don't voice our concerns. Sometimes your opinion is not asked for And that's really annoying. No one asked you, why do you feel like you have to, you know what I mean? But there are some times when really you do feel that my I just want to voice my concern, or I just want to ask them questions to make sure that they have clarity. Sometimes we do show up as a mirror, but still make sure that in the mirroring, you recognize that boundary of, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm mirroring for you. And one of the things that's interesting is when we do that, and then we do let go, we do recognize that people start coming to their own considerations. A seed has been planted. Now they may start to recognize or realize there were aspects or elements that they didn't see before. And they will feel supported in their freedom of figuring it out because you didn't project what you think they should do on them. And the danger in that is we often have like this mechanism of potentially being rebellious, defensive, or just totally resisting when people tell us what to do. Now, if you plant a seed and you make me think about something, I'm just gonna go home, think about it, and I'm gonna come to my own conclusion. We can have seeds planted that bring us into our own thought process and again, help us to honor our own realizations, our own ahas, and then we accept it more. It feels authentic to us. Even if it was different than what we thought yesterday, Now we have come to a place of our clarity because of something that triggered a thought or an idea or a mirroring. But yeah, nine times out of 10, if you insist that someone does something, you're gonna trigger their rebellion and their resistance and they're gonna show you you're not the boss of me. And it could be to their detriment. Mirror and hands off. Let them process, let them learn, let them grow, let them decide. The other thing is, When we are so concerned about everyone else and what everyone else is doing, which again, we can become obsessed with even one person in our life, consider, well, then who's running yours? Well, you're so distracted and worried and consumed with someone else's life and what they're doing. What do you think that does with your direction of mind, your energy level, your connection to your own passion, your own creativity, your own flow of intelligence. It's like driving a car, but looking over your shoulder the whole time while you're going forward. You're going to crash. doesn't ever make any sense. Look at your path. What is going on with you? Right? And we do it a lot. And we get so concerned, oh, I'm so worried about, oh, well, what's going on with you? I don't know. I've just been feeling terrible. I'm just so worried about so-and-so. What the hell is happening in your life? Yeah. And it's like, you don't even recognize that you have allowed this confusion, this congestion, this disturbance of your own path because you're so busy trying to manage somebody else's when that's their business mirror, be a friend, hold space, do the things. Okay. But don't attach because then your life starts to fall apart. You start to feel not yourself. You start to feel disconnected. You start to feel foggy. You start to be dancing so much in the worry about them that you really just don't even recognize how you literally allowed yourself to come out of your own nourishment and alignment. You can't do that worried and too hyper-focused on everybody else. You just cannot. Because now it's like, imagine you literally just took your channel of function and put it in their space. What is going on with you? Ew. And you want to match that energy? That's what you want to function in every day? Hell no. Mm. What? I'm going to stress in your fear, doubt, and worry that you probably don't even have. I just have it for you. No, 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 nope. Something's wrong online too, yeah? So it's like all of these considerations, again, even as we journey throughout this year, we will see a lot of examples of expressions of power, personal empowerment, relationship to power and authority, relationship to choice, being in our own, but also again, having that spaciousness to respect that people can be self-empowered too. We really can't even fully be in our self-empowerment if we're trying to rob others of their own. That's a dangerous dance of trying to own someone else's power, to own their choice, to own their decision, to own their direction. Again, what's going on with your life? You ever right hear too like the saying, people say something like, um, people only mind your business when they don't have any business of their own. When do we do it? When am I so concerned with you that I'm not minding my business because I got plenty to mind. Believe me, we all do, right? But they're saying a lot of times to look at where that is deflection. Sometimes we don't want to deal with our own lives so we want to meddle with everybody else. I can't make my own decisions because mine mine is too confusing. Let me fiddle over here because then I feel useful. I'm helping. I'm actually, I feel purposeful over here. I'm trying to help. Really? What are you avoiding in your own kitchen? Because there are pots and pans and shit just is awry over there. Yeah. So it's important to acknowledge where we are deflecting when we are so overconsumed with everyone and everything outside of us, respect and accept the freedom, the gift that we all have to be harmonized with spirit. If we go back to that Lemnis gate, are we harmonized? And when we are, what is it that we are in relationship with first? Yes, we can be in relationship with everyone and everything around us, but what do we have to be in relationship with first? To be harmonized. Yeah. How do we all be free? They just showed me the, the devil card. Rider Waite Smith deck. Well, They just showed me that image. And they were saying these kind of situations is like, you're one of the people in the person that you're trying to be bossy about. They're the other person. And then the little devil up top is your bossiness. Like, why? Why do you want to create that triangle? Come on now. Let everybody, let's all get out these chains. Jesus, <laughs> your little dictator self, and I cannot disconnect from you until you do what I think you should do. <laughs> and then they take off their train and leave you there with your own little devil, and then you're really mad, right? I'm like, what? they didn't do what I said. Now your little devil is getting bigger because now you're even more malleable. <sighs> Do they even know what's gonna happen? Maybe their soul does. All right, back to the lovers. <laughs> Let's get back to the lovers card. Mm-hmm. There was a time sometime last year where I did I went to some energy healing thing. I don't know. And then that night in the middle of the night, I woke up and I had this um flash of the lover's card, essentially like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And I forget what the messaging was, but it had something to do with our consciousness, and I, I genuinely can't remember what it was. But then last night I was watching a stand-up comic, and he was talking about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Oh, not the Garden, really, just Adam and Eve, essentially. And he was he was joking about like you think God really was going to throw us off track over an apple. I mean, he made the apple. You think we weren't really supposed to have the apple? I mean, what's really being said there? And he went into how the tree, like the, what was it? The tree of life or the tree tree of knowledge, whatever, whichever tree he was. He was like, you are the tree. You are the tree in that story. And he didn't elaborate anymore, but it made me think of all the things we talk about. And then, of course, the tree of life that we see over in Melinda's background. But he's like, you are the tree. You are the tree. So, what was the apple? And then he kind of left it at that. But yeah, it made me think about this work. And I don't know why I'm even saying that to you, but maybe reflect on that. (laughs) If you are the tree in that story, then what is the real translation there? If you are both the Adam and the Eve and the tree and possibly the snake, what is the real story there? If those are all aspects of you and your consciousness, what is that? What is that about? Refer to the lover's card. Yeah. All right. We are the, no- like how they always say, like the wisdom is within all the answers are within. Like you have all the, blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, yeah, if we are the tree of knowledge. I mean, duh. Yes. Ingest thyself <laughs> to awaken. You must ingest thyself. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like where you're going. Yeah. But these are things like rabbit holes, like my mind goes all down the drain. Like I can't even take it. Right. And of course, in that, the tree of life popped into my mind. And I'm thinking about the choke, banana. I'm like, Oh, you are the tree. <laughs> okay. So when I put in the email last night, I told you, although this may have changed after this morning's good discussion, um, to have consideration of something you would really, from a neutral space, like to observe the energy of either the energy of you in relationship to some aspect of your path or a decision, or would you just like to look at the energy, the essence of a particular anything in your life, looking at the essence of yourself or looking at the essence of a situation what would you like to observe for the sake just gaining clarity the choice can come later if there's even one to be made sometimes it's just about the understanding and there's no choice on the table just hmm, just want to have some clarity about this about me what always fascinates me the way that our intuition speaks to us you know cuz we all have a different language and a different feel to our intuitions. When we do feel like we have this need to fix, just remind ourselves there's never a need to fix, but always an opportunity to learn. And that even applies for us. If we look at ourselves as like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. I gotta fix it. No, you don't. You need to learn. Learn through it. What is it teaching you? You know, just it. No fix, just learn. The other thing is deep seated agreements. Not only to acknowledge ours, but again, remember that others have deep-seated agreements that maybe they just, again, haven't come into awareness of yet. And sometimes people have to go so deep into it ugh, to even acknowledge or realize anything. They need to have their own tower, right? You can't keep intercepting, making sure people's towers don't fall because they're going to just keep ending up in towers. Let that shit fall for them so that they can get to their own star yeah and you know it's kind of like it reminds me of um some people who become so dependent on someone else who is like a decision maker in their life right so let's say for example like in marriage um if One partner is the one who makes all the decisions and pays all the bill, like takes care of the structuring of everything. And then God forbid that partner is gone one day, whether divorce or death or whatever reason, they're no longer there. And then all of a sudden the other person is left in fear and worry and all these things because of they've never been in the position to where they had to make these decisions or they never were in the position where they had to feel the weight of the choice that they made for the household, you know what I mean? These kinds of things. And instead of finding someone else in your life to then become that, it would benefit that person and go through the discomfort of figuring out what it means to be the one who does these things that they never had the opportunity to do before. So like we have so many variations of how this happens and how people come and go in our lives and they may teach us things. They may, we may grow dependent on certain things, but then life will present us with, well, now here's your opportunity. You learn through this thing. You make yourself uncomfortable. You don't keep finding other people to give your ability over to. And it can be the smallest things, you know? And we just don't recognize how much it, it, it takes us or we think is alleviating us from the worry of deciding for ourselves. No. One of the biggest gifts of this work is coming into relationship with ourselves and learning to trust ourselves and learning the gifts of this analytical and the intuitive and how they work together so that we may feel confident in our path. We can honor our freedom and honor the freedom and the everybody else. One last thing. Think of how many times we try to decide for people and we say to them even, I want you to be in your power. I'm telling you this because I want you to be in your power. I want you to be more confident. I want you to find your voice. But yet you're trying to get them to use yours. What? How can they get to use of their own? Again, we can mirror, we can ask questions, we can hold space, and we have to acknowledge their process, acknowledge their hurt, acknowledge their confusion, acknowledge their worry, acknowledge them, and trust that their brain is going to process enough to get them into their own state of curiosity and wonder where illumination starts to peak for them. They're going through the fool's journey too. They're going through the seeker's journey too. Yeah? The sun card comes. It's a lot of the sun card comes. It comes. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about earlier about energy has to move. By all means necessary, if it doesn't get to move, we're going to feel miserable. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in our confusion. We're going to be in our stuckness. We're going to be in all of these things that feel dense and heavy. If we don't support the movement of our flow, of our minds, of our emotion, of all things, period, energy needs to move. The other thing is that you're actually allowing yourself to witness what's being held and how is powerful in and of itself. And so this is why we always say, don't bypass your feelings. Don't pretend, oh, I'm okay. I just need to, you know, don't worry about that. Da, da, da. no. The acknowledgement alone, the like sitting with and observing alone allowed you to feel like stuff was moving now because I'm sitting with it and without attachment. It just is what it is. And that acknowledgement of what is is so powerful for us, even without needing to figure anything out, just the witnessing of what is. This is actually a podcast I'm going to do. I was trying to fall asleep last night and for some reason It kept coming up how people always say, do I need permission to give Reiki? Do I need permission to give Reiki? And I was like, do you need permission to be nice? (laughs) Do you need permission to be kind? You know what I mean? That's essentially what it comes down to. If you are in your heart intelligence and you are emanating that, you're essentially doing Reiki without trying to force or project or think you're not interrupting. You influence by your presence. Be influential through your kindness, right? So it's kind of the same with if I did a rose reading for, say, like my mother and I asked to see her in her highest potential or whatever, because there is no separation and there is that sea of one, it's the same as me essentially praying for her instead of seeing her in my fear, doubt or worry, which will also project into her consciousness. I'm seeing her in her highest potential, which also projects into her consciousness because I'm projecting either way. But what I allow myself to be open to and what I allow myself to observe, that's on me. So yeah, if you do a rose reading for someone, even if it's just an observation thing, it's going to have an effect on them. Because even as we sit, any thoughts that we have about someone has a potential impact on their consciousness and what they pick up on psychically, intuitively, whether they are consciously aware of it or not. So that's why even with the Magi card, with the man and the little bird there, it's like it's not just the outer words. It is the inner words. They are just as powerful, if not more so than even what we think or say or speak out loud. It's all in the matrix. It's all, it's all there. Yeah. But definitely, if you do a rose reading for someone and you're speaking to them, describing what is coming up and what you're sensing... That is absolutely going to give them more conscious recognition of there goes their light bulbs, there goes their understanding, there goes their being witnessed. And that allows, like, I say, like consciously more of a impactful flow and movement of their energy because they're consciously engaged and involved in it. Whereas when we do it and the person is unaware. It still has an impression, but they're not consciously interacting with it. So it's just not as potent. Well, make sure to keep in mind the rose can be used for anything, (laughs) anything that you may want to observe. I mean, the way that you all did it, you all did it in a very different way, right? So that's even the evidence. But it's a good kind of go-to just to have clarity in the same way you would use oracle cards. It's just another way of reading the impressions of what already is. Um, And don't forget, as you read the rose, check in every now and again to just overall, what is the rose telling me? What is the rose doing? What does this mean, right? Yeah, but I will put the symbolism of the different parts in the recording section. So you have that, of course. Yeah. All right, loves. And then tomorrow when we meet at 3, 6, eastern it's more about the conscious creation and how the way that we are creating in the essence beneath what we are creating and how also is a key component to our empowerment this year all right all right beauties yeah. happy tuesday enjoy the day Bye. Thank you. okay beautiful alchemist I really hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope there were some nuggets in there that got you thinking, that got you reflecting, that have you considering how you are interacting with your own personal power and in relationship to the nature of your choice and decision and how you even dance that dance with people in your life. So I do want to thank everyone who is participating in the class. I look forward to the remaining Um, sessions that we will have together. I also want to remind you all again that you can join me for Reiki Radio Roundtables on Tuesdays. Just download the app. You'll have access to the link. Also, uh, join me for a Pulse of Reiki. If you are a level two or three practitioner, you can register for that on my website. I look forward to sharing with you, exploring with you, expanding our minds and deepening our understanding around Reiki it's something that I love so much. So that is it for today. Stay tuned for some upcoming interviews. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review wherever it is that you may listen. If you watch on YouTube, please follow me on YouTube and like the videos. It helps the visibility of the podcast to help other people who are seeking and practicing on their paths as well. I am so thankful to all of you and remember to always journey in love.